I don't know, early season NBA discussion. We're going through the West in this podcast. We're going to start out at the top of the conference with a team that, I mean, people were predicting to do well. I don't think anyone thought they were going to get this out of a start. The 11 and one Golden State Warriors led obviously by Steph Curry, averaging 28 a game, showing no signs of, you know, struggling with the new ball or the new rules. Uh, you got Jordan Poole averaging 17 a game, Andrew Wiggins averaging, averaging 17 a game. Obviously, you still got Draymond, kind of the glue guy over there. He's averaging seven, eight, and, th- and seven. That's that's pretty impressive. I think I still think Draymond's one of the more underrated uh, players in the league. You know, if you just look at stats specifically, yeah, you won't be super impressed by Draymond. But if you actually watch the watch the Warriors, you will be. But I guess my question for for you, Armand and Luis is are the Warriors the best team in the NBA? No. No, they're not. Um, with Clay coming back, they could be. Uh, but as presently playing, no. I mean, they're hot right now. Uh, their role players have been phenomenal. Uh, Gary Payton is second. Jordan Poole obviously has looked Fantastic. Juan Toscano, who Luis loves for many reasons. Um, and then you got Wiseman and Clay coming back. I mean, maybe you don't think Wiseman's that much of a plus, but adding those two guys, they could be the best team. I got to see what Clay looks like before I say they're the best team in the league. Um, we're going to talk about, I don't want to get into this until we talk about some other teams in the West. So I'm not going to ruin the conversation for those other teams. But there are other teams I like better than the Warriors right now. Let's just say in terms of the East, um, I think the Nets and the Warriors are on a similar level. And I think the Bucks are around that level. And I think the Heat are just below. Those are the contenders that I see um, out of the teams we've talked about so far. But I wouldn't say they are the best because we're going to talk about some other teams coming up. What do you think, Luis? They're, they're, they're the best team in the West and the best team in all of basketball. They're pretty – they're a complete basketball team. I mean, what can you say? You got Steph Curry, man. He's so inspirational. Man's just let it fly from three. He's, he's so inspirational. And then they got Matt Barnes Jr., Juan Toscano. They're making, like, G League guys look like talented M- NBA players. Like, Gary Payton was bouncing on – Teams on G League teams. He was on the Wizards last year, and the dude's balling. Damian Lee's playing well. I mean, they can go all the way. And I mean, Wiseman really does not fit that team. Wiseman probably gets traded. Yeah, I, I don't really see where Wiseman slots in. I think that they'll probably move him on. Who knows? They they definitely have a move in them with all the rookies they have, and the you know Wiseman. They're they're on like two different timetables. It's kind of weird because they have all these young guys, so they're building youth, but they're also, they have, you know, Curry and clay who they're trying to get, you know, maybe a couple last good runs out of. So they got like, they're succeeding on both fronts right now with, you know, young guys like Jordan Poole and Gary Payton playing really well. And then they're also succeeding with their older guys still contending. So it's, they're in an interesting spot. I would say right now, yeah, they're definitely the best team in the NBA. Are they, should they be considered finals favorites? No, I think it's going to be interesting to see how, Clay Thompson slots back in because 
you know, when you got a team that's playing so well as it is right now, how does adding another guy that's going to need to get up 20 shots per game? Um, and, you know, Clay Thompson is probably one of the best role players of all time. So I think he can, you know, understand his role and slot in pretty well. I still think it'll be interesting to watch considering how well they've been playing, moving Jordan Poole to the bench. Um, but the Warriors are still like always one of the most fun teams to watch in the NBA just because Steph Curry and all that shooting. Um, so it'll be interesting. And I would say, obviously, they're going to make the playoffs. And because, you know, that's what we were talking about, that they're obviously a playoff team. And finals contender, yes. I don't think they come out of the West, ultimately. I think there's another team. But uh, they're definitely in the running. Next team in the West, the 8-3 and three Phoenix Suns, coming off a NBA Finals appearance last year. Um, they started off the season hot. They've had a lot of, you know, stuff going on off the court with the whole Robert Sarver and that story breaking a couple of weeks ago. And then um, they, you know, they really haven't shown any struggles on the court as a result of that. I'm sure it's got to be a huge distraction for these players um, outside of that. It's basically the exact same team as last year. So you can't say they have no chance of making the finals because they do. It's just a matter of if they actually do it. Uh, Booker averaging 22 a game. Bridges, who just got paid, averaging 14. DeAndre Ayton, who didn't get paid, averaging 14. Paul Kaminsky, Payne. Really, it's just a matter of can they do it again? I personally don't think they can make the finals again. I think Chris Paul is, you know, another year um, in his career. He's older. Um, I think there's other teams that are going to, you know, fight with them and will eventually eliminate them in the playoffs. But I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on the Suns, Armand? I, I say they obviously will make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to make the finals again. I think Aiton is going to be motivated to uh, to prove people wrong as we get to the latter stretch of the regular season in the playoffs. Um, I think the Suns could see him as a second round. T- I honestly have the same thought process about them as I did last year about this, like, 11 games in. When they were outstanding. Remember, the Suns were at the top of the West like early in the season last year and people were like, Oh, they'll make the playoffs. They'll be okay. They made the finals. Mm -hmm. So again, they could do it. I don't think they will. I don't see it happening back to back. Obviously they make a playoffs potential second round exit. Um, I want to see how CP holds up health wise as we get into games 70 through 82 and then into the playoffs. And then into the playoffs they played deep into obviously, you know, game six of the finals. They played till mid July, turn around, having to start mid October, not getting much of an off season. And then to do it all again, it's going to be tough for, for the Suns. What about you, Luis? Thoughts on Phoenix? Phoenix, I mean, Phoenix is Phoenix. You know, the problem with Aiton is that Aiton's going to be uh, always compared to his draft class, which I mean, if he was the number one pick in any other draft class, let's say, uh, the Anthony Edwards draft class, uh, he would be looked at the best player in that draft. On level, I disagree. Lamelo Ball. Well, well, he's on level. That's what I'm saying. He's on level. Yeah, I, I know. Anyone good. else in that draft class? Aiton, Bagley, guys like yeah. that. They're yeah. all yeah. compared to Luca and Trey. Yeah. So so yep. so, so he's not. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna give him the benefit. But at least he got drafted after Luca. So and Trey as well. So. Well, yeah, but the thing with Trey is Trey was drafted. That was a trade. It, it would really suck to be Mo Bamba, man. You had a song about you, 
and you haven't produced till year four, you know? I mean, there's, the song was pretty good, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> the song was pretty good, yeah. But anyways, like the Phoenix Suns are the Phoenix Suns. They'll, they'll make it. But I think I think if they get the right matchups, like let's say a Phoenix. No, not a Phoenix, a Utah. A Utah could knock them out. So still a playoff team, conference semifinals team, but they'll get bounced. Or even by the Lakers. Yep. Next up, we have the third placed. They are eight and four, and they are the Denver Nuggets, led by obviously Nikola Jokic. Um, no Jamal Murray. Uh, 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 he's going to be returning a little bit later in the season, probably like March, April into the playoffs time frame. Uh, their second leading scorer is Will Barton, 16 points a game. Memphis, uh, University of Memphis product, by the way. Um, outside of that, like, I don't know. They're I, Jokic is the single reason this team is like good at all. Like Aaron Gordon, oh, he's okay. Monte Morris, like, no. Michael Porter Jr. has been a huge disappointment so far this season, only averaging 10 a game, 10, 6, and 1. Uh, what, Luis? I got to ask this question. I have to. I just have to. Here it is. If we're going in a fight, are you taking Jokic and the Jokic bros, the Serbian brothers, or are you taking the Morris twins? It's a tough – it's honestly tough because the Morris twins are really tough. But – I mean, obviously, if you have a three-on-two, you're going to take the people with three. But also, the Serbian brothers are pretty terrifying. So I would, I would honestly uh, say, I would say Jokic and that whole family. What about you? <laughs> what about you? I say it depends. If it's a stand and bang sort of thing, shout out UFC. If it's if it's just like we're boxing out here, we're hitting, we're kickboxing. I take the Morris twins, even three-on-two. But if we're talking. Anything goes. Jokic has just got to like jump on him and it's over. Jokic has 80 pounds on him. And then there are two other Jokic's. But, so, you, but you do know that the Miami, the Miami Heat team will be right behind like they were in the locker room. Y'all see that picture? Yeah, but this is this is a sanctioned fight, not like some, you know, but you, but, I, court. But, I, but, I, but understand that after the fight, you knew that the whole my, Jimmy Butler and the boys are going to be right there. Yeah, okay. Well, still taking- Robinson got to be there too. <laughs> still taking the Jokic brothers right now. Um, yeah, so I, we all agree playoffs, right? But they're kind of kind of what they were in the years in years past. They haven't done like a, a ton to improve their roster, and then MPJ hasn't made that leap. Can, can, can I be honest? That that whole team depends on MPJ. If MPJ gets a going, well, that team could be that. Yeah, but MPJ already has a back issue. I mean, they're kind of just stuck unless they can and – they, and they already paid MPJ, so they're kind of screwed. He's kind of like – I feel like he might still be at that stage since it's so early in the season that he's still struggling, like, dealing with all the pressure of playing under that contract. Um, so we might see him improve, but he has shown in the, in the past that he is injury-prone, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I think Michael Porter, even if he's, like, 25, 8, and 5 – if Jamal's not coming back and Jamal's not 100%, then it's not happening. Like, yeah. the Nuggets are not making the finals. I think the Nuggets will be fine in the regular season. They'll be somewhere between three and seven, like third to seventh, mm-hmm. and then they'll get bounced out of the first round if Jamal doesn't come back fully healthy, regardless of MPJ's status. 
um, that's where I got them. I agree. They're kind of middling. They're, it doesn't feel like they're, they can legitimately contend for, for the finals. Um, and yes, Luis, I know the Broncos suck, by the way. Uh, he just messaged in our chat. Uh, it doesn't feel like the Nuggets can contend for the finals, but they're a lot to be a playoff team. So next team we have the fourth placed. I'm kind of shocked this team's in fourth uh, considering how they started early on, but the eight and four Dallas Mavericks led obviously by Luka Doncic. Doncic, who's averaging 25, eight and seven, eight rebounds, seven assists. Case uh, KP has actually been coming on a little bit lately. He was hurt, but he's averaging 17 and seven. So, you know, getting production from guys like Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr., you know, shoots a lot, gets a lot of shots for, for what he is. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Pollock. I guess really like, you know, they're, let, they're, they're coached by Jason Kidd, who has had his issues in the past coaching-wise. Like he hasn't been the best coach in the NBA. It was a, a curious hire when it happened, and it, it still is in my opinion. But this is another one of those teams where it's kind of just the same team running it back again. They're kind of relying on KP increased production, uh, just stay healthy, which is something he can't do. Maybe they're looking to move him. I don't know. But this team ultimately comes down to can Luca carry them past, you know, the first round. Luca's never won a playoff series. So I guess my question for you, Armand, is can they finally win a playoff series this year? I think we both will all agree they're a playoff team, but can they get over the hump and actually win a series? I think they can. Let's be real about this. Yes, Luca has not won a playoff series. He's come against the Clippers twice, okay, when the Clippers were title favorites both years. Um, and he took them to game seven. Like, Luca's basically 39-8 and eight in the playoffs. Um, so it's not a, a lack of production. It's like when LB put up 38-9-8 and eight against the Magic. And the magic won, and they get to the finals. Like at a certain point, you can't do more than what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have enough beyond Luca to make a conference finals. I think they can definitely win one series. Uh, and I actually do think they will. I think they get over the hump. Luca is ridiculous to watch in the playoffs. This is honestly like production wise, a little bit of a down year. Mm-hmm. Um, as crazy as that is to say, but. Um, I need them to make a move. Like KP and him are not enough. They don't have a third guy. You're giving Tim Hardaway a lot of shots, as you were saying. And Tim Hardaway is nice, like as an energy guy, as a scorer. Like he could be your fifth guy. He can't be your third guy to realistically like be challenging for a championship. So we'll see what they do. I don't know if they have the assets though, Warren. I know. Um, I know. Yeah. It's a frustrating team, Luis. Yeah. yeah. I kind of feel like next year they'll go get another European guy and hopefully get to the finals because that's how Mark <laughs> you know, just get another European, just put all the European basketball players that exist in the whole NBA. Like while they're at it, just go get Goran Drogic, go get, uh, I mean, there's a lot of other Europeans, but I mean, they're just kind of there. I, mean, I know it's, I know it's your for Luca. It's only year four, but uh, we're anointing this guy as the next face of the NBA. We'd like to see him win a playoff series. I agree. Right? I agree. So I've always been a big Luka guy, but we'll see. I mean, it's kind of frustrating. He seems to always play himself into shape every year. 
Uh, he, he's a, he looks a little bit overweight right now. I don't personally find the Mavericks as a very fun team to watch, but they they're good. They're, they're kind of the same team every year. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Obviously we all say they're a playoff team and it's up in the air if they make the playoffs or if they win a playoff series. Next team, the fifth place, this seems a little bit of a surprise in my opinion, the eight and four Los Angeles Clippers who have really been carried by, in my opinion, an MVP candidate in Paul George Ooh. averaging 26, seven and five, uh, seven rebounds, five assists. They are on a seven game winning streak. And obviously there hasn't been any Kawhi this season. He's going to be out and it's going to be up in the air if he even returns this season, but Reggie Jackson's been playing well, 18 points a game. Um, and then you got a bunch of role players, Kennard, Batum, Zubach, Bledsoe, Mann, Morris, Isaiah Harnestein, who's actually been really good for them. Um, Justice Winslow is actually playing basketball games for the Clippers. Like this team is just being carried by Paul George. He's leading the team in points, rebounds, assists, steals. Like he is their team right now. And it's fun to watch because Paul George has been always one of those like curious superstars in the sense that he, he led his team in Indiana, right? Like he was the face of that franchise was an MVP candidate in OKC with Russ then comes to LA with Kawhi and like has to play second fiddle to Kawhi and, like, you know, he got, he got a lot of slander on the internet for his bubble performance, but he seems to be like thriving in the role of being the best player on his team. So I guess my question is, I personally think this, this team can be a playoff team just because I think the West is a little bit weaker than it has been. I think Paul George can carry them to the playoffs, but my question for, for y'all is, do you think, well, like what's the ceiling of this Clippers team? Can they win a playoff series? Because they actually they made the Western Conference Finals last year, but George Paul, yeah, I think we've thought of Paul George as George Paul for for quite a while. Um, people were saying he's not an alpha. I think he just struggled his entire career. He was leading a team. Obviously, the injury did not help things. Um, but I don't know if he he knows how to play like as a number two in the clutch. He wants to have the ball like in crunch time, be like warm. I don't know. He's not used to like being open for a shot when Kawhi's on ball the whole time for the last four minutes of a game. Um, I think he's been outstanding. He was amazing last season in the playoffs after Kawhi went down. I do think they make it. I think they make it. I don't think Kawhi comes back this year. I think this team can make the Western Conference Finals again. I do. Without Kawhi. Yes. Paul George is super underrated. I think he's this underrated because we haven't seen him play like this in a couple years. He hasn't had the opportunity to. Um, but Paul could carry. Um, and they have an all right team. They've lost a lot of assets the past year and a half. But buyouts, trade deadline, I think they could have enough to make the conference finals. Um, I hope Kawhi comes back, but I also kind of just want to see Paul George have a year to himself and see what he can do. I'd love to see him back in his uh, Pacers form because, dude, he was going toe-to-toe with LeBron for uh-huh. years and years and years. If Danny Granger doesn't go out with basically a career-ending injury, yep. that Pacers team beats the Heat. Like, they just do. And then Paul George might have been an NBA champion. Early in his career as a number one. So that would have changed his perception so much. 
Well, he does have that. He did have that uh, Team USA leg injury. We forget about that one. Like he did have that graphic injury. He did say that, yeah. He did shout well, out that that injury. Don't, don't forget, man. The pandemic's. You know, we got a vaccine now, and it's pandemic P has been cured. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pandemic P is gone. Back to playoff P. You know. There it is. And I think one point about the Clippers is Tyron Lue is an extremely underrated coach. He's, I think he's like a top five to 10 coach in the NBA right now. Yeah. Ty Lue is nice. Ty Lue is nice. I do like this Clippers team. I trust Ty Lue. I trust Paul George. I think they'll make the playoffs, maybe win a series. I'm not as high on them as Armand is, but I like them. Luis, you haven't really, you didn't really say much about the Clippers. I mean, I don't, I think they're in that same class of Denver and Dallas where it just depends on the matchups, who they play. That you yep. know, and I mean, they're they're another sleeper team about making a big move because they got a bunch of pieces. I mean, I've been watching a little bit of G League basketball, and Brandon Boston's one of like a top five picks, and you know they got a couple guys on that bench that you know you can piece together and pick up another superstar with. What uh, Brandon Boston for a superstar? What channel? What channel are you watching G League on? Uh, we I can't, I can't fully say because it's a BS BB live feeds. Reddit. <laughs> sometimes watch it in the house. I watch, it, I watch it on the internet. Let's put it that way. I I wow okay I respect that you're doing the the diligent work you're <laughs> you're scouting out G League roster. to be a scout. I don't know why he's not doing that. Yeah, you should be a scout. Really, I'm watching college football, man. I, I love that boy. Like, everybody gives a lot of hype on Michigan. Sorry, it's kind of getting off topic, but everybody gives Aiden Hutchison a lot of doubt. Yeah, he's all right, but the real dude on that defense is David Ajabo. Ajabo is a beast. Yeah, they're both beasts. And David Ajabo is flown up draft boards. He's gonna be a top. He's gonna be a first rounder when he was unheard of. He's a twenty. Heading. He's a top twenty guy. Yeah. Um, all these SEC outside linebackers. I, I like him as a three four three four. Uh, outside linebacker yeah i've been watching a lot of swedish league this year too just scouting out uh some of the players for uh potential <laughs> potential future trades for the for the clippers as well so there's a lot oh, of talent yeah. up there in sweden you'd be surprised yeah the alvensican yeah also the the football there is outstanding shout out malmo yeah um all right uh next team up the sixth place utah jazz they're currently sitting at eight and five only three and a half games back of first in the West. Basically the same-ass team with the same-ass concept this year. We're going to shoot as many threes as we can. We got shooters in Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, obviously Donovan Mitchell, Bogdanovich, Ruddy Gobbert, uh, who is Ruddy Gabbert. <laughs> probably the most polarizing player in the NBA right now, in my opinion, besides Russell Westbrook. Uh, Gobbert's averaging, you know, I'm talking about Rudy Gobert, 15 and 15 so you know he does what he does but it's really just a matter of for me i don't have a ton to say obviously they're going to make the playoffs it's just a matter of can this team prove it in the playoffs because they're a great regular season team we saw what happened in, in that series against la which in my opinion was an inexcusable loss so we'll see they're going to be in the playoffs don't have a ton to say prove it to me right now i would not bet on you what about you armand I I like the Jazz. They're not. Last year was their year, if they were going to do anything. That's my opinion. Um, with the Lakers out, with the Clips banged up, like, the Jazz could have made the finals. They could have won a ship. Like, 
if that team's fully healthy, Conley, Mitchell, Ingles, Clarkson, Gobert, that was probably enough. Um, I don't think I don't think that's the case this year. I think they were really hot for a while in the regular season, build up a lot of momentum going in to the playoffs. Um, I just, yeah, I don't see them pushing through. Like, look, their additions, Rudy Gay, Hassan is like, he's Hassan. Like, he's garbage, analytics-wise. He's terrible. Um, and then, you know, they got Jared Butler, who hasn't really played, but I, I love the Butler. Uh, what's it called? The Butler-Mitchell pairing for Baylor. Um, anyways. I see them making the playoffs. I don't see them making much noise, though. That's the Jazz of the Jazz at yeah. this point for me. Yeah, they're just another team in the West. Luis? I can see the Jazz making the, the Western Conference Finals, to be honest, depending on matchups. They're a good team. I mean, they they ran it back. They're down to make a couple moves. I mean, it just depends. Can Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell coexist? Rudy yeah. Gobert. If Rudy Gobert needs to step it up, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, he's uh, he's. Uh, can you rely on him in a seven-game playoff series? Because he got exposed last year when the Clippers went with small lineups, and he just couldn't be on the floor. So obviously, the Grizzlies weren't as good as the Clippers. They weren't able to expose him as much, but LA, a much better team, did. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, we'll see with the Jazz uh, next team. The Los Angeles Lakers, obviously a playoff team for me. They're currently in seventh place and seven and six. LeBron has been out. That's the main reason they are currently there. He's, you know, they, they he's, he's only played six games this year. Uh, Anthony Davis has been carrying in his absence, 20, 20, basically 24 points, 11 rebounds, playing great defense as per usual. Westbrook's been coming around of late, actually, averaging 19, eight and eight. Classic Russell Westbrook. He's going to pad the stats. Is he a winning player? Well, that remains to be seen. I think the biggest surprise for me is Carmelo Anthony. He's been hooping 16 points against. Yes. Uh, he's shooting, what is he shooting? 46% from three. Obviously, that's not sustainable, but Carmelo's been in his bag to start the year. Then they just got, outside of those guys, they've got a bunch of random players. Malik Monk, Wayne Ellington, Seiko Dumbia, Austin Reeves, who's been playing 21 minutes a game for them. Avery Bradley, who you like on defense, obviously. Uh, Kent Bazemore. I mean, Kent Bazemore is Kent Bazemore. He's okay. But he's playing 24, 24 minutes a game for them. Um, I don't know. This Lakers team is interesting. I, I'm sure Luis is going to have some takes on them. I still think they're a top three team in the West, even though it might be like last year where they're a, a lower seed just because of this team isn't going to prioritize the regular season. I think it's all about keeping LeBron and AD healthy heading into the playoffs. I'd be, I'd set the over under for LeBron at games played at like 55 in the regular season this year. Um, That's high. It's looking high now. It's high. Um, yeah. So I don't have a, a, a big Lakers take right now. I just, I, I'm, I'm not sure if Russ and LeBron and AD can coexist in the last three minutes of a game. So here's why I think Russ was a good signing is because the trade was solid. If you don't have Russ, LeBron's out. LeBron's going to be out for a, a bit more time. 
if he gets injured again in the regular season, which he might, I fucking, I really don't hope he is, but he, he might get injured again. They're a different team. Like when Russ, the reason why Russ's numbers are great is because he gets to dominate the ball now. And it's Russ time, like all the time. AD's not bringing up the ball. So his efficiency's better. He's playing in a role he's used to. That's not necessarily conducive to long-term success for the Lakers because Russ doesn't have experience playing in the role he's going to play in in the playoffs if they have any chance of winning, which LeBron has to be there if they're going to win a championship, right? So what I do love and is what has been the most encouraging thing is in the games, LB, Russ, AD have played. Carmelo has been ridiculous. Like, Melo has finally shifted completely. I mean, we remember the end of the Knicks era, the Thunder, the Rockets, and then he was out of the league. Obviously, he always had the talent. He was He's a top 100 guy. He always has been. Since he's been in the league, he's been a top 100 guy. But um, – I think he's finally embraced a role that others like him haven't. Like if AI was able to do this, AI's career could have been extended half a decade. Mm -hmm. Right. So he's a valuable, valuable piece because he is fine being a spot up shooter. He can create a little offense ISO if you need him to, but he's not doing too much. If Russ turns into this, if he can do what Mello's done, he doesn't have the amount of time Mello's had to adjust. But if Russ can do this and just be a playmaker and drive and kick, like that's then the Lakers will win a championship. Um, I think the Lakers are still the best team in the league. Uh, they haven't proven it. It's just something I believe in my heart. Um, and I trust LB if he's healthy in a league like this where nobody's great, like there is not an all-time great team or anything remotely close to that in this league today. Um, I trust LeBron to take them to the promised land. That's what I, I believe. Luis will probably disagree because he's a LeBron hater, as we all know. But Yeah, Luis, what are your, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on the Lakers? All I'm saying is Lakers are going all the way. Um Carmelo's rejuvenized. It's just like we got so many young pieces right now, man. We got so many pieces that, you know. Young pieces? We got young pieces. Bro, historically oh. oldest team in the league. Okay, can I can I finish? I let you talk for the whole, for, for the whole time, brother. Come on, man. I'm, I'm just saying. We got THT, who's not even healthy, and he's going to be one of our main ball handlers. Kendrick Nunn is coming back, too. He's with a knee injury. That's another young piece with the ball handler. And then those are two young pieces we got coming. Austin Reeves is still getting to know, taking that Caruso role, and he's playing really good. Like, nobody gives that boy Reeves credit, but he's playing really, really good. And then to add to that, I mean, LeBron's still not healthy. We're still getting to know each other, man. It's like the first day of school happened two weeks ago, and they expect that you should be getting A's right out the gate. Like, I understand you got to study a little bit. They haven't had time to study together, get to know each other's tendencies, yeah, I wouldn't say it's the first day of school. I'd say it's the first day moving into a retirement home. But yeah, this is that's a much apt, much more apt analogy. I don't know. That's uh, LeBron. Don't don't count LeBron. I know. I'm never gonna count LeBron out. I'm just concerned about Russell Westbrook. Armand hit the nail on the head, in my opinion. There's no, there's no uh, like we, we see these older guys, these role players. Well, there's no problem. 
There ain't no problem with Russ. Ain't no problem with Shannon says ain't no problem with Russ. What are you talking about? Luis, has he ever won? Yes. You when he was a baby outside of the regular season? He went to the finals. finals. Huh? Finals. Yeah, I know. When he was a baby. With James with two MVPs on his team. He still went to the he still went to he still went to the, to the playoffs. What was the count? There's a lot of players that don't go to the playoffs. Just wait. He got Braun, bro. He got Braun and Melo. Don't worry about it. It's, it really just comes down to is Russell Westbrook going to be able to change his game in order to affect winning? He needs to be the third best player on this team or else they're not winning a championship. He cannot – and he has to have the ball the third most. He simply cannot be the guy taking the last shot if they want to win a championship. He can't even have the ball on a – like he cannot bring the ball up. <laughs> hard. He he just can't. Can't. Mario Chalmers should be – <laughs> closet. In the closet and be nowhere near the basket. Shout out Jay Farrow, one of the greatest impressions of all time. And shout out Stephen A. But uh, yeah. yeah. I, okay, so we all agree. Obviously, a playoff team, just a matter of can they can they get it? Can all the pieces come together at the right time? Next team, I can't believe this team's an eighth. The Portland Trailblazers, they're six and seven. Damian Lillard has been struggling. He's actually not even their leading scorer right now. He's only averaging 20 points a game. McCollum's actually, actually their leading scorer, averaging 20.7. Um, it's literally the same team as last year. It's is the past five years. As the, the Blazers front office is like insane. They're, they, they, they run out the same roster every single season that never wins anything. They, they continue to expect something different to happen. Like it's clear that McCollum and Lillard are, they're not going to win a championship for you. Now they did add uh, Larry Nance, who I like actually uh, somewhat of a def- defensive presence. Um, you know, this team was one of the worst defensive teams in the league last year, but with Lillard struggling like this and he hasn't shown signs of improvement and he, he will eventually improve. Um, but it's concerning. I, this team, I think, will eventually end up moving Willard at some point in the season. I think that's my prediction. But in no way is this team going to compete for a title. God, no. There's no chance. Um, are they going to make the playoffs? I actually, right now, I'm going to say no. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. They could make the play-in, but I think they'll get eliminated in the play-in. Um, just not – they're just – I don't know what to say. They're just not good enough uh, to, to make it. What about you? Uh, any thoughts on Portland, Armand? Yeah, Portland is one of those really sad franchises from the Jailblazers on, like the Scotty experiment, the Drexler days coming up against MJ. Like, they've just never been it. Uh, Even when they got lucky, they got Odin and Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy is, like, one of the most talented players I've ever seen. They knew his knees were going to be gone, like, five years into the league, out. Then they get Dame. They get LaMarcus. LaMarcus, if he stays, would have been the piece. Uh, LaMarcus would have been the piece to take Dame, CJ, probably to a finals. That would have been enough, in my opinion. Like, LaMarcus is a perennial all-star, and they need a big like that that can kind of stretch the floor. He walks because he doesn't want to play second fiddle. Like, he, his, uh, his face – and his body got replaced by Dame on the billboards. He was like, I'm not about this. Yeah. Um, so they've just always – they've been close. 
and they've just never been there. Um, I don't see what they could do to get a bigger piece. I mean, you got Anthony Simons. You don't have a lot you can trade. I think Dame needs to leave. This is a scenario Brad is happy with the Wizards, for sure. I think you can see that. Um, but Dame isn't. The Blazers are not making the playoffs this year, um, in my opinion. And I hope Damian Lillard gets the chance to be on a team where there's enough talent that he has a fighting chance to play meaningful playoff basketball. Outside of that one season, they made the conference finals. They weren't going to beat the Warriors. Like, that was never happening. So, yeah, that's my take on the Blazers. Um, I kind of think the standings are right now are pretty indicative of who's going to make it, who's not, except – you flipped with Blazers with another team we're going to talk about in a second. But, yeah, those are my thoughts, Luis. Yeah, Blazers. Uh, I got no Blazers take. Y'all, y'all hit it on the nail on the head. All no right. <laughs> Luis is just a passenger for this podcast. Uh, he's not even producing any take. Well, I, I gave my takes. It's just like I'm not – I don't have anything to add. I just – you know, they're just, they're just the Blazers, man. The Blazers are going to blaze. Yeah. All right. I guess Chauncey Billups first year as a head coach kind of hinders them as well. Um, I'm not sure if I'm sold on that hiring. Uh, obviously they had some issues when it happened, but anyway, let's get into the next team. We're going to have a lot to talk about with this team, the ninth place Memphis Grizzlies currently <laughs> sitting at six and seven. Uh, they've five and no, sorry. They are in their last 10 games. They're four and six. They've lost some ugly ones. They're one of the worst defensive teams in the entire NBA. No worries. I don't even know. Where do you guys want to start on this team? Because I know we're all going to have a lot to say. They need a tank. They need a freaking tank because the front office is – Oh, why are we – Why you think Jaw's going to be happy with tanking? Are you kidding me, bro? They miss Jonas, man. They miss Jonas, and they're they're just not a good basketball team. They have no center. What? Darren Jackson is not good enough. He, he cares more about the fits. And Josh is trying to carry. They have no wing help. I mean, okay. They have no wing help? Have you watched them play? Have you seen Desmond Bain? Can I, can I finish talking? Like, I, I let you talk for like 10 minutes on pod. That's fair. Go ahead, Lewis. Okay. I, I'm just going to say this. I've seen Desmond Bain play, but in the past week, he's been terrible. Like, straight up terrible. Like, have look at his stats. Look at his play. He's added nothing in the past week. That Dylan Brooks is back, so I'll give him a pass. We'll wait and see what happens next two weeks. But right now, this alliteration, as you would say, of this Grizzly team needs work. And Zaire Williams is not looking good. He's shooting jump shots and aren't going in. And that's very concerning. He's yeah. Well, we knew Zaire was going to be a project. No, we of course knew he was a project. He was the second youngest player in this draft. Are you kidding me, Lou? It's freaking scary. I'm just uh, – I'm. I, I, I don't know, but I think the scariest thing is Jaron Jackson Jr. They need they need Paolo Benchero. Get him. The Grizzlies are not going to tank. They're not bad enough to get the first overall pick. They have no center death. And who's scoring the ball after Ja? Jaron just likes to chill on the three-point line. And his motor is so soft. Tell me one thing Jaron's good at. Jaron's good at when he's on, he's on. And when he's on shooting. But here's one thing about Jaron. He's a he's a seven footer that plays like a guard. I don't understand what the freaking point of that is, unless you're like an Evan Mobley that can also body up and down low and actually distribute the ball and make his team better. But Jaron is 
Jared is a good shooter. He's not a great shooter. He's a terrible rebounder. How are you seven feet tall and you only average 5.6 rebounds? And he fouls like no tomorrow. He's, I think, He's a bit- this guy might not be that good. He just might not okay, be. Okay, William. William, here's where I'm going to disagree. Here's where I'm going to disagree. Improved as a rebounder this year. He has improved. His positioning has improved. His body, he's grown into his body a little bit more. He's a little bigger. He needs another season or two, and then I'll give up on him. But right now, I, I know he was the number one pick for a lot of people for most improved this year. That's probably not happening. Um, but you still got to admit, when you see JJJ on and he's banging three yeah. straight threes from 30 with that like nanosecond release and he's he like gets a couple big athletic blocks in the dude has crazy defensive and potential crazy three potential he's a three and d guy that can defend guards potentially on a switch what's the point in that though like i have guards that can do that dylan brooks can do that desmond bain can do that no jjj can guard fours and fives hopefully he can start guarding bigger fives in a year or two but Jaren's Jaren's not where he needs to be right now. I, I don't want to make excuses for him. He needs to improve. I'm just saying you still got to admit the potentials there, and I'm not giving up on him. This team just uh, lost. this team just got blown out by the one and eleven New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, that's embarrassing. I agree. But guess what? If you have even if JJJ isn't amazing, like let's say he gets to a point where he's 18, six and four, and he's actually 40% from free. And he, and he gives you one and a half blocks a game, half a steal. Okay. And that's him. So he's not, he's not going to be an all-star. He's not going to be an all-time great. If you have Desmond Bain doing what he's been doing the past, uh, well, besides this past week, if you have him shooting this clip from three playing this kind of defense, he can actually handle the ball. Like, his ball handling has exponentially improved from last season. Dylan Brooks has looked like Dylan Brooks. You have those two guys and Jaw starting with, in a couple years, Jaron and Zaire actually turns into something. That's a championship team. With Jaron as the fourth best player, that's a championship team. Because Jaw is going to be a top 10 guy beginning next year for the rest of his prime. That's my opinion. John has been ridiculous. He's not right now. He's not as good as the guys that of course are in the top 10. And then he's not as good as PG. He hasn't shown enough uh, to be better than Donovan or Devin. Um, But I put him above Jason Tatum. I put him above a few guys. Y'all would think. I'd say he affects winning more than Jason Tatum does. Yeah, I agree. Jaw is like, we give him a lot of shit because maybe as a one-on-one defender, he's not amazing, but kind of like AI was with steals. Like he's like that with blocks and big defensive plays. Have you seen this guy like challenge bigs at the rim? I know. Cats wide open on a layup. He goes up with two hands, makes it a hard shot. Six, two guards don't do that. And that is not necessarily, again, sustainability is something we've come back to throughout this podcast. Maybe not sustainable because of his body type. He's going to be injured a lot in the future if he continues this. He's been very fortunate so far, and I hope he becomes a little more conservative with how he throws his body around. 
but he has been such an elite player. He's improved as a shooter, obviously a great playmaker, just electric. This is the most exciting Memphis Grizzlies team of all time to watch. I don't think you can disagree with that. It's way more exciting than grit and grind. Yeah. This is. Yeah. And it might be more talented than any iteration of grit and grind. The thing that's super oh, frustrating about this team is they're so bad defensively. They're, yeah, they're atrocious. Yeah. So at any given night, they can get run out of the building by any team. I mean, we saw what happened with New Orleans the other night. Charlotte, you, they had a night against, uh, against, against, I think we actually won that game. But nonetheless, Minnesota jumped out to a huge lead. We had to come back. We lost that game versus Charlotte. We got we got our shit kicked in. It was the Minnesota game that we came back and won. But yeah, we should have lost that game too uh, with the way Minnesota was playing early. Just at any given night, you can get run out of the building if you're that bad defensively. And I don't really think it comes down to like one or two players because Dylan Brooks is good on defense. You know, Jaren, uh, Jaren's okay. Desmond's good. But it's really a it's a team thing. It's a, it's a flow. It's a, it's a unit. Um, they, they simply have to get better on defense and figure that out or else they're, they're not going to win anything. So right now I'm going to say the Grizzlies are a playing team again. Um, and they might sneak in the back half. I have the Grizzlies making the playoffs. Uh, they're my eighth team in, I have them over the Blazers and I think they could win a series. I like too much of what I saw early on without Dylan Brooks to think that they can't figure it out when Dylan and Desmond are playing. If JJJ gets more efficient and they stop force feeding him right now, what's unfortunate is the Grizzlies are still in a mindset of Jaron has to be our second best player and he has to be getting the ball that much. If they put less pressure on him, they make him the third or fourth offensive option. His efficiency should hopefully increase. Um, he'll be able to, you know, have more energy on the defensive end. Maybe we'll see an improvement. Um, and then Desmond will definitely adjust to Dylan being back. So I'm not worried about that. But I do see them making the playoffs. And I think they could make some noise. And that is a very biased take because I love the Grizzlies. We all do. But, um, yeah, I got them as the last team in. Luis, any takes, any other takes before we move on to the next team? Uh, I agree with your take. Uh, they'll, uh, I think they miss, either miss or sneak in. Yeah, they're frustrating to watch right now. But as we all know, it's a very long season. We're only 13 games in, and there's a lot of room for improvement for the Grizzlies. Next team, I can't believe this team's in 10th and currently a playing spot. The 5-6 and six Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't have a ton to say about them. They're not going to make the playoffs. I, I would say Shea Gilgis Alexander is a great player. He's, you know, one of the be- better guards in the league. Uh, Josh Giddy has been a pleasant surprise as a rookie. Um, they've beaten the Lakers twice, which is kind of funny. But outside of that, I don't have a ton to say. This team is clearly not trying to win. So at some point, they're five and six. They did this last year. They were like around 500, and then they decided to basically – tells SGA that you can't play anymore and they absolutely tanked, got a top pick. I expect to see that again this season. It's a weird like way to run a franchise uh, the way Presti's doing it. But yeah, I, I this team is um, not good and they're not going to make the playoffs. No other take besides that. Armand? I need them the free Poku. Poku is beloved everywhere. 
uh, Mobley before Mobley, but with a better shot, and they've done nothing for him. Hoku's going to be playing in Serbia in a couple years. Yeah, he's probably gone. I love the story, though. So much potential. Uh, I love Dort, dude. Shout out Lugens. Shout out the big man. Um, Obviously, Shea has elevated his game this year to all-star level. Like, if they let him play out the season, these guys might sneak into the last play-in spot, and he he can make an argument as the seventh or eighth guard, maybe. The West is tough, though. Um, but if you guys have down years, maybe Shea sneaks into it. I got nothing else to say except they need to make a trade soon. Please, please, Sam Presti, do not do what Danny Ainge did. And just accumulate picks yeah. and then – You don't get the right trade in the moment. You're like, oh, I could get more later. And then on draft day, you're like, okay, we can't make a trade because we'll have to overpay. And then you're stuck with a bunch of young players that you end up losing. You accumulate assets that you lose because you're not willing to make big trades. It's like, don't waste all of this effort. And by effort, I mean bullshit that you're forcing the fans to experience for the next half decade. Mm -hmm. Take advantage of this and make a trade soon. Okay. That's what I would say. Luis, any OKC takes? He's going to say OKC is OKC, I bet. Well, that's what they are. They, they, they get, they, they're getting assets and flipping them. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're a building franchise. They're building a, their franchise. I mean, they're rebuilding. They're, they? not, they're young and fun. Go watch a G League team play, buddy. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll run through these last five pretty quickly. Sacramento, uh, they're five and eight, haven't shown any signs of improvement this year. Halliburton's kind of taken a step back. Fox has been really bad down the stretch. I know Kings fans are extremely frustrated with him. Um, and outside of that, I don't know if to say Damian Mitchell's fun to watch. Marvin Bagley is refusing to play down the stretch or at all. So they're Sacramento is kind of a mess as always. Um, Will this team make the play in? No, I don't think so. Um, are they good enough? Yeah, they, they actually do. Like they have talent for the first time in a while, but I think they're they should move Fox. I think that's something that they they should do. Um, I love Buddy Heald. I think he's like one of the better shooters in the league. I think they could move him as well. They, like they this team needs to make some moves. They got too many, they got too many backcourt players. Um I love Rashawn Holmes too. He's underrated, but this team is just bang average. No playoffs for them this year. Again, extending the streak. Armand, thoughts? I love Davion Mitchell. Uh, maybe we should have drafted him. No, we have too many guards and too many small guards at that. But Kings are nice. I love Tyrese. Tyrese is a guy you want on every team. Great defender. Great facilitator, good shooter, good teammate. I don't have anything to say about the Kings because this team has been horrendous since 04. Yeah. Um, and it's just sad. So maybe they do something. I don't know. Y'all, their three best players are point guards. <laughs> it's a little worse than what the Cavs are dealing with right now, which shout out the Cavs. At least I'm sure you're happy about that. But um, yeah, they need to do something. They need to, need to make a trade, keep tanking, but y'all need to actually draft players that fit around each other, please. 
Um, yeah. Luis, you got any Kang's takes? Um, free, free Bagley. Free Bagley. He's not even free Bagley. Free the Kings from Bagley. Simmons has shown like something in his career. Matt Marvel has never shown anything. Fire Luke Walton, free Bagley. That's that's my take. They're, they're a shit house team. So I I do agree with the Luke Walton take. How is that guy still their head coach after this many years? That's because he's Luke Walton. Yeah, I don't know, man. Vanilla Ice. All right, next up, we got the Minnesota Timberwolves, four and eight. We should talk about them just a little bit because I'm sure Joe is listening to this. He's a loyal listener, probably wants to hear our takes on the Timberwolves. I love Anthony Edwards. He is a football player playing basketball, but he is, dude. He played football all through high school. He's super athletic. Um, He is. He's a monster, but yeah. He's a little inefficient, which I don't love. Uh, Cat is probably the best shooting big man of all time but he doesn't affect winning in any sort of way. Um, you got guys like Russell, who's, meh, you know, they're, I, I feel bad. I genuinely feel like sympathetic for Timberwolves fans just because this is a franchise that has never been good in the history of their existence. They, I guess that one year with KG, they made the conference finals. Right. But outside of that, that's it. Um, Nas Reed, Malik Beasley, like Patrick Beverly, just uh, uh, a lot of guys that you don't want on your team. Like, geez, like uh, Jay McDaniels is solid at playing 25 minutes a game. Jared Vanderbilt, Joshua Kogi. Uh, this team, this team, man, um, they're not good. They aren't good. They should trade one of Cat and Russell. It clearly hasn't worked. And like maybe, maybe in the future, something changes under new ownership. But other than that, it's kind of a hopeless franchise. I like Anthony Edwards. He's a good player. Um, outside of that, uh, yes, yes. Armand? Uh, I don't really want to say anything about the Timberwolves, except it's sad, but it makes sense. You have three kind of inefficient-ish for their position, ball-dominant, talented scores and it's like this is what's gonna happen i don't know they gave up a really nice pick yeah upgrade from wiggins and now wiggins in an outstanding system is looking pretty great as a three and d guy so i don't know what to say it's just it's sad it's sad to be a timberwolves fan i'm so sorry uh to the stevens and uh yeah I don't know what else to say, except maybe it's time to trade everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they want to reset. Maybe they want to reset under new management. Luis, you got anything to say about Minnesota for Joe, who's probably the only one listening now? Sorry, Joe. They're, uh, they're pretty bad. That's, that's all I have to say. They're they're a perennial losing franchise. They are the Browns of the NBA. I, I just have to say that. Like they haven't been relevant since like, like I told Armand this week, Jimmy Butler should be in the Hall of Fame for taking that franchise to like, to the playoffs. And other than that, like they play losing basketball, like just just straight shit housery basketball. They actually beat the Lakers last night, though. Good, they, they did smack them up, but they still suck. It's got to be got to be rough being a a Timberwolves fan. No offense, Joe. Um, all right. Last three teams that I quite literally have nothing to say about. The Spurs, four and nine. There's no way they make the playoffs. Haven't watched them at all in League Pass. 
That's it. Uh, no opinion whatsoever. Maybe Pop should retire soon. That's all I have to say. Dejounte Murray is at an all-star level, though. He is balling. They have, yeah, they have good players like Dejounte Murray and uh, Keldon Johnson. But I mean, someone has to score, right? Someone has to get the stats. Thanks. Yeah, Murray, all-star level, 18-8-8. That's a strong word for the West, but he's looked nice. Shout-out Primo, though. That was uh, that was a head-scratching pick. That I feel like we're, we have to be past the point of assuming anyone that San Antonio picks is going to be a good player because they haven't yeah. been good since Kawhi left. So. Yep, Lonnie Walker, not really. Um. Primo, not really. Kelvin, Kelvin's been nice, but how much soccer are we going to put into that? I don't know. Anyways, let's. I don't have anything to say about the Spurs except I agree. Pop, retire. Use use your remaining years to do something much more fulfilling, and that brings joy into your life. Because this is not it. It can't. It can't. Right? It can't be fun coaching the Spurs team. It can't, and he deserves a lot better. And for him to have elevated DeMar and LaMarcus to playoff team and a play-in team like for this long I don't understand how he did it but it's I think it's over now and he does not deserve to endure a rebuild yeah that's not something he can do so I don't know it'll be interesting to see how many more years he lasts all right last two teams the two and 12 New Orleans Pelicans who are a train wreck feel so bad for Pelicans fans. You know, you draft Zion, you win the lottery. I remember what I remember watching that draft lottery with you, Armand, and we were like one pick away from Zion. And we were so excited. Turns out we might've won uh, by getting the second overall pick, not the first overall pick in that draft. I think if you do a redraft at this point, you might take jaw. I mean, certainly based on production so far, you take jaw. Um, but, you know, Zion's been injured. He's overweight just frustrating. You know, they might move him. He's talking about wanting to play in New York, all that type of stuff. New Orleans, the attendance has been just atrocious at those games. New Orleans doesn't really care about the Pelicans at all. They're probably third behind the saints and LSU. Um, and every, every LSU sport, baseball, football, basketball, all ahead of the Pelicans, in my opinion, they're really bad. I don't have anything to say about them. Uh, there's no way they make the playoffs. It'll be interesting to see if Zion ever comes back this year uh, with that Jones fracture in his foot, but this team sucks and it's kind of depressing. They might, uh, the basketball in New Orleans, they might move to Seattle or something. I don't know. Armand, any, any opinions on the Pels? I think the Pelicans are a sad franchise and they should have picked Ja. I think, well, they, they never would have come on. Everyone. Of course not. And you can't pass up on Zion. So that was, that's a ridiculous thing to say, but I do think we got the better end of the deal. He's not – Zion is not going to be Greg Oden because Zion has already done more in his career than Greg did. But it's not looking amazing. Like, he could be Brandon Roy. He could be, like, 25 to 30 a game for a few years and just a lot of injuries, and he's out of the league. Like, yeah, we don't know. So, I think to let Lonzo go was a fatal mistake. And they have nobody to replace him. And it's great that you got JB, but I don't I don't really have much to say about the Pelicans. Again, a sad team, a very sad team. 
maybe they get a great draft pick this year. They're going to have to get bailed out by the lottery the next two years for Zion to consider staying if Zion is healthy. Yes. So we'll see. Luis, you're from New Orleans. Do you have any Pelican stakes or no? Chet, Chet to New Orleans. I'll, I'll just put it out there. Let's start the Chet to New Orleans, and Zion should try out for the Saints O-line at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fair. I love it. I love it. They need help too, Lou. They need help. Yeah, after that showing in Tennessee. Bro, if, if I have to watch Cesar Ruiz try to guard a D-tackle. Oh, Chet Holmgren isn't even that good. I don't know what you're talking about. If I have, no, I'm just saying, if I have to watch Cesar Ruiz block another D-lineman. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. You don't have to slander Cesar that much. He's so bad. Him and Andrews Pete are the worst guards in the NFL. Well, they, they used a first-round draft pick on him, so. That's on the front office. Well, we could have had Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb. Yeah, of course. We're going to – Brian and Ayuk. Yeah, we'll go draft the guard. But anyways, Pelicans suck. Um, they, they they should tank for Chet. And hopefully – Tank for Imoni Bates, man. Come on. Shout out Memphis. Well, he, he can't uh, – He's a, he has to go two years at, at Memphis. Yeah. Or wherever he goes, G League or something. All right, last team. Houston Rockets, 1-11. and 11. Super young team. John Wall's not even playing. Uh, Jalen Jalen Green's been fun. Uh, what's his face? Alperin Sengun. But yeah, this team sucks. They're going to be in contention for a top five pick. If they have the pick. I don't even know if they have their pick. They might not. Um, Shut up, Sengun, though. I think Miami has their pick, but I think they have it heavily protected, just like the Jazz pick. The Grizzlies have the Jazz pick, but I think it's like heavily protected. Yeah, so I got nothing to say about the Rockets. They suck, Armand. They got nice jerseys, nice city jerseys. Nice city jerseys. Jalen Green's looking like you kind of expect low efficiency showing flashes. So he could be Dennis Smith. He could be R.J. Barrett. He could be Ant, or he could be, you know, a top – 20 player in the league. Who knows what's going to happen with the Rockets? Way too early to tell about how well the draft went for them. Um, like on a more, I guess, reliable or on a, or it's harder to tell if they've actually done well in this draft because there hasn't been enough evidence. They haven't played enough games. They're too bad to know if these players are actually, but anyways, um, I have nothing really to say about the Rockets except good for y'all for successfully tanking and, like, keep it up, and hopefully you get Chet. Or Amoni Bates is nice, bro. I don't know why we're not talking about Amoni Bates. Because he he reclassified. He was supposed to still be in high school this year, so he has to go because he's only, like, 16. You have to be 18 to be in the draft. He's a 2023 draft product, not this year. Yeah. So he can't go. So Jalen Duran. This is the Jalen Duran, Paolo Banchero, Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith draft. So they're going to be in the running for one of those guys. Anyways, Houston sucks. Jalen, they have a bright future with Joshua Cooper, a.k.a. Jake Wap. Should go to Michigan. Um, Joshua Christopher. Yeah. And um, what's his name? Oh, Jalen Green. And then they got Shingun. I mean, Jaylen, I've never seen someone so offended to be the second overall pick. He acts like he was picked 60th. Like, dude, relax. Well, he's that good. He sh- he's the number one draft pick if, in any other draft. That's the thing. If he's you redo the draft, Mobley's first, though. 
but, but I'm just saying in any other draft, you those three guys would be number one overall picks. And anyways, with Houston, um, yeah, uh, big question is John Wall. What are they going to do with him? He's just chilling, so. Yeah, hey, he, it's kind of weird. He's like an assistant coach that they're paying a shit ton of money. Hey, he is the all-team, first-team back finesse or all-first-team, like, bank robber because, like, he's getting paid like, $45 million a year just to, like, work out and be in street clothes. And so. the fact that he even got paid that much money is, like, highway robbery. Like, John Wall is not that good. So. That's all I got. He's all you're getting if you're the Washington Wizards, so you got to pay him. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, we've we've talked about every team, so that's a lot of podcast content for the listeners out there. It's like two hours of NBA. A lot of content. A lot of content. A lot of content. So um, thank you guys for joining me. It's good talking to you all. Um, any, any, any final thoughts and, or anything to say before we hop off? None whatsoever. All right, yeah. And Luis just said we we talked for an entire afternoon slate of NFL games, which is very true. Um, yep. And an entire Lakers-Spurs games, too. So it's been a long one. Um, we appreciate you guys for listening, if you still are. Armand, you got anything to say? I got nothing to say except uh, thank you all for listening. If you've listened this long, me, William, and Luis are very awake right now. Um, it's time to go to bed for me. So kind of crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, God bless everybody and, uh, and take care. We'll, we'll see you next time. Yes, sir. All right. Um, thank you all for listening. We will catch you guys on the next episode. Shout out to churros. Peace out. Time to churros. <laughs>